your family, blood, or chosen can ultimately have a major impact on your life, from support to judgment to disapprovement. The best is the unconditional support in seasons that require a listening ear or someone to just show up. On this episode, we will be talking about the ins and outs of family and how family can ultimately shape your life and how important family truly is. God gave me a pocket full of change, even when I didn't know how to maintain. But he showed how far my range is. So thank you, God, for blessing me with this voice to spread knowledge about faith, leadership, and choices. Hmm, like putting you first. And when life has its battles, he always proves his worth. I plan to use his voice, hope they remember my name. Do this podcast called Pocket Full of Change. Pocket Full of Change. Pocket Full of Change. Pocket Full, Pocket Full, Pocket Full of Change. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Pocket of Change, the podcast. I'm your host, Leisha McKeithen. a millennial motivational speaker and abundant advocate encouraging all millennials to achieve whatever they may desire. This is season four of the podcast. I can't wait for you to hear all of the amazing episodes this season. I'll be highlighting black millennial stories from getting it out the mud to sustaining a healthy, fulfilled lifestyle. Are you ready for a pocket full of change? He is just a joy bringing smiles to people as soon as they see him. A talented cook, creative, father, and business owner. I am over the moon excited to welcome Sean Adams to the Pocket of Change, the podcast. Well, my name is Sean Adams, um, owner and operator of Southern Boy Cuisine, which is a catering company out of North Carolina, um, but we do travel. Um, I would say my relation to the topic is I'm actually a fiance, um, and we have a little boy. Um, he's about six years old, so I'm kind of learning, you know, what it takes to compound a family together, so I think that would be my relation to the topic. The process in which you uh, have had a son, like was this, was this child from your previous life before you got with your now fiance or vice versa, or did you all adopt or that well, whole experience? Well, it's funny um, because you know how back in the day they used to be like, you know, we never had an adoption agency. We would be like, you know, either you ought to take care of you and that's who you'll grow up with. It was sort of um, a situation where I had met a friend, a coworker, and she was pregnant and she was young and she didn't really want to have a baby at the time. And I, I just, wow. I'm not really for abortions. I mean, if you do mm-hmm. it to each his own, but I'm just like, if you're around me, I'm definitely going to support you not to do it. Um, so I pretty much just let her know, like, hey, I'll help you through this. Like, I'll be his daddy. Like, we don't have to worry about who his daddy is. I'll do that. And, you know, at the time I was dating my partner and I came home and I was like, um, hey, we're going to have a baby. And he's like, what? 
I was like, we're going to have. <laughs> Can you imagine what? Yeah. He's like, like, he really didn't believe me because I play a lot. Like, I really, like, I'm very playful and I'll do just jokes and stuff. And he's like, whatever. Um, and then I, she agreed with me to, you know, allow me to take care of him and, you know, be his father. Um, and then one morning she called and she was like, hey, you might want to come up here and sign a birth certificate and come get the baby. And then I was like, oh, God. So I had woke him up, and I couldn't go because I didn't have, like, um, FMLA or anything to take off on my job. I, I You know, mm-hmm. I used all my time, so it's like I couldn't miss no day, so I had to go to work. So I sent him to the hospital. I woke him up and was like, hey, the baby's here. He's like, what baby? I was like, I told you, you got to get a baby. You got to go check on the baby and stuff. So he went to the hospital, and he stayed with the baby until I was able to get off work. And then I went up there, and he came home with us. <laughs> wow! How long ago was that? That was he's six, so it was about oh, wow. six years ago. Wow! Congratulations, man! Thank In my you. Head, I don't know how old I thought he was. I just didn't think he was that old. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a first grader. <laughs> wow! So that I mean, I think that takes a lot of courage in order to to take on a responsibility of someone that you didn't necessarily contribute to um, their birth, but you still wanted to have a positive impact in their lives. Um, So I I think that kind of is like my follow-up question. And it's like, how do you feel like food and like your relationship with food have an impact on your relationship with your family? Okay. So, Growing up, I grew up with my grandmother. My mother was in my life, but I was more, um, I would say attractive, but I was more drawn to my grandmother um, Mm -hmm. because we just had a different bond. And um, to me, food equals family. It brings families together. Um, It'll bring, you know, it could be the hypest conversation going on, but once somebody sees some food, everything is just calm down. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Down. If food <laughs> brings harmony. Coming. Yeah, food and if food definitely brings love. Like if it doesn't bring anything else, the number one ingredient is in food is love. So it's gonna bring the love and bring people together. So um I kinda correlated those two things together based off of um, something that my grandma used to do that brought our family together. Um, so it kind of just trickled down to me. Okay. I heard you say used to do. So has she passed on? Yeah, my grandma passed away when I was about 17. Mm-hmm. Um, she passed in a car accident. So, yeah. Wow. So sorry to hear that. Thanks. How did, when did you establish Southern Boy? I actually, I established Southern Boy in 2018. Um, I've kind of been cooking like all my life, but literally my, well, my fiance now, he, he would be like, like, this food is really good. Like, I, I'm not going to lie. Like, I don't eat people food and this food is really good. Like, he always was like, you should, you should start like, just start selling plates. Like, I used to work in call centers, like really big call centers, so I could really make money. And that's okay. kind of what pushed it out there. Like, I started doing it inside of a call center. And then COVID hit. And then that's when I could really, like, hit the ground running because people was, like, not really eating at places. 
I could come mm-hmm. set up. Make sure everything was clean. It was just like straight, like good food. I knew all the people already because either I worked with them or they know they worked with the person who ate food with me before. So it was really the push of my fiance. Um, but also it was I was trying to create wealth for my son because I'm not gonna be here forever. Um, yeah. I really didn't have that guidance growing up as far as, you know, you need to build a wealth so that the future will be brighter. So I wanted to kind of get that going for him as well. Okay. I love that. You talked about um, one of the questions that I was actually going to transition to, which is like, how has family impacted your dreams and aspirations? And you talked about your fiance impacting like, you taking your business further. Has there been anyone else in your life who has kind of impacted your journey? Well, if I would say like a mentor or somebody that I look up to, I would definitely mm-hmm. say um, just Pinky Cole and her story of mm. how she had a grease fire, but, you know, she didn't let that stuff, the adversities of losing her restaurant stop her. She she went down a different lane and she just made it happen. Um like, when she speaks to the fact that, you know, she's a girl from around the way, like, when I look at her, even though the gender is different, I see her, I see me in her. Like, I mm. see us having the same adversities in life, the same struggles, but she overcome it. So I'm like, if she can do it, why can't I do it? You know, like, it's the same hustle. You just got to be able to apply it. Yeah. I th- um, I definitely would say, like, that story that she shares about her having a grease fire. Um, and then, of course, just the resilience that she's been able to show the world, for sure, could be a major inspiration. Um, has there been any um, anyone else in your life that has impacted or well, that has supported you financially or anything like that? Well, definitely my grandmother, but that's just the inspiration. Um, that's just something that we vibed off of doing. So, like, anytime that I either pull a recipe or something, it's definitely inspired by her. But, like, financially, um, literally, sometimes when, <laughs> you know, you become a different stature in life, you have to mm-hmm. create your own family. Not saying that I don't deal with my biological family, but it's more like, um, when you're trying to go somewhere, you have to stay focused and not really mm-hmm. dwindle mm-hmm. on certain things, you know? Yeah. Um, I can totally relate to where when you start to get not even a financial stature, but like a, um, a mind shift in a lot of ways. Yeah. You can transition from different spaces and different relationships just in order for elevation. Sometimes what, right. what you used to hang around, you don't want to hang around anymore. You can't that's do that family, anymore. that's yeah. friends, that's all in between. Or sometimes what's the, the caveat and the challenge when you move over if you go to college is that um, people are used to seeing you like how you used to be. You, mm-hmm. And so as you transition in life, sometimes it's hard for people to realize like, that transition it's it's just like it's like ah, they want to ah, see me how are feel, you not the same person yeah th- that boy that's the boy that used to be in the projects jumping on the mattresses <laughs> that's that's what they see they see the old me they don't see the that i had moved away and you know i had grind 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 until i could establish something 
And, I mean, I'm not completely where I want to be, but, you know, I can see the elevation of where God took me from, you know. Oh, yes, the elevation. I love that. So you said you're not completely where you want to be. Tell me and tell the rest of the listeners where you want to be. Because you never know. Somebody could be listening to this episode and be able to take you exactly where you want to be. Honestly, um, my my goal at first was to get um, a food truck so that I'll be able to cater on site when I have events, um, mm-hmm. to even get a restaurant so that I'll have a restaurant and also a food truck. But now since I went to <laughs> the American Sesh, I have like a total outlook on where I want to go. Um mm-hmm. And I'm not afraid to say it because what God has for me is for me. And regardless of, you know, whoever has the same idea of if it, I mean, you're you going to do your thing, you're going to do your thing. But I always wanted to be like the black um, Marie Calendar. Like, you can never go into a retail store and look at a box, a frozen meal, and say, that's made by a black person. Because most of not saying that I'm racist by any far, but I'm just saying as far as no, 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 but you, yeah, our culture comes from cooking good southern meals. I don't Mm -hmm. want to go into the frozen department and grab something that says "hungry man." They talking about fried chicken and macaroni and cheese. (laughs) (laughs) I'd rather for it to say Southern boy cuisine. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. I love that. But yeah, that would be my ultimate goal to be inside of retail stores. Okay. No, I literally love, 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 love that. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. (laughs) Man. (laughs) I could just, you talking about, um, because I'm thinking about all the, the frozen meals that I've gotten in the past and I'm like, no, that's really hilarious because then you open it, you warm it up, no, it's terrible. Like, you know how, like what? It's this is or you the, what adding, is this? You adding your own seasoning. Right, it's not even real southern food. Like they have a bre- breaded chicken that's been boiled. That's not even <laughs> real like southern fried foods. Like, and I was like, I every time I go into the grocery store, I go to the frozen section and I just like picture it. I can see the oh, box yeah, and I everything love that. in there. I love that. I love the manifestation. I'm telling you. I say this all the time. If you can see your vision clearly, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It has no other choice. There's no way that God would show you something that cannot be achieved. Like, no. There's no way. And when you think of that, like, think bigger. And listen, I'm just telling you, I, I can go to the grocery store. And I'll go like I'll go all the way around the store, and then I'll my last stop will be through the frozen section because I just want to have that time. And I could, it's mm-hmm. like you remember how that's a raven when she used to have those out of body experiences. Oh yeah. It kind of takes it kind of takes me there. So when my when I have the out of body experience, I'll see the box inside of the frozen area, and then it'll show me a warehouse and a whole bunch of trucks. Oh yeah. And like a production a production line, like it's just like. God just blows my mind sometimes. Oh, my God. It's like the Southern Boy Amazon. Right. What? (laughs) That's dope. Like, you got, but we got to come up with a better name for it. Like, it'd be something like, I don't know. Cuisine Express. (laughs) Ooh, I love that. 
So is it fried? <laughs> are pig feet fried or are they boiled or like how are it's they boiled? Um, it's boiled down to almost it. It take on the texture of uh, let's see, what kind of? It's like a like a fatty but meaty texture. Mm. Oh, okay. Gosh, I can do a correlation. I feel like I'm gonna have to try it. I'm gonna have to try it. You would have to try it, but you have to be. You would have to. Okay, yeah, I want to try this because if it your first taste would be like, oh, um, it took me a while to adapt to the taste, but after a while, like okay. I really enjoy it. Well, I okay, I guess okay. after I started cooking it myself. Yeah. Okay. So we've gotten to the portion of the episode where I want to call it the It's of the Week. So the song of the week this week is called Something Has to Break by Kiara Sheard. Sean saying something has to move, something has to break during our episode just inspired me to share that song with y'all. It's so good. The scripture of the week this week is coming from Romans 12 verse 1 and 2 and it says, So here's what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit it into without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants for you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you, develops, and well forms maturity in you. So that scripture to me is just saying, just as hard and diligent that you work at work or that you work in your real life, or that you work for other people, start to do that same work within your relationship with Christ. And you'll see how your life is transformed. The blessing of the week this week for me is I'm about to start reading two new books. And I'm very excited about it. The first book is called All About Love. And then the second book is called The Writer's Journal, I believe. So wish me luck, guys. And so my last and final question, this is something that, of course, you are not prepared for. But when you hear the word pocket of change, or the phrase, rather, what comes to mind? Um, Pocket of change. I think of a lot of opportunities in a bag. Hmm. Hmm. You are not wrong. (laughs) <laughs> it's a lot in this bag <laughs> it's a lot of opportunities a, in one bag but the thing the thing I'll take it a step further just to share with you I love that you said a lot of opportunities in a bag the thing about my mission is yeah there's going to be a lot of opportunity in the in the bag the goal is for you to share that bag along your life oh, that's okay awesome. so like so I have a thousand opportunities in my corner but every single opportunity might not be for me. 
Right. It literally, it might be for you, it might be for my friend next door, it might be for your cousin that I've never met in my life, for their cousin or for a friend or a coworker or a partner or all three of y'all to work together, but I'm not involved. But y'all wouldn't right. have gotten the opportunity if I didn't just share it with y'all. So right. that's really what Pocket of Change is all about. And I hope that as I continue to, thank you, as I continue to navigate this motivational um, trajectory that more opportunities get added to the bag. So here's our recap. I just want to remind you guys what all was shared. First, sometimes you have to step away from old ways and old relationships in order to elevate. Second, go to the place where you want to be and visualize how you can be there. Third, don't get in the way of your own manifestation. Don't get in the way of your own manifestation. Thank y'all so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe, share, and leave a review telling me what you thought of this episode. It's only right that I get a pocket of change too. Pocket full of change, pocket full of change, pocket full, pocket full, pocket full of change.